You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. I'm your host, Anna. I'm here with your other host, Paul. I'm pointing at you because you probably can't see it right now. And we are going to talk about a very exciting year in gaming. It wasn't exactly the first, like, it wasn't the headliner year in gaming. It wasn't the year where all these, like, firsts came out. It was a year where, like, I feel the industry was just kind of settling into their groove and they were starting to see what adventure gaming was all about. And uh, the year that I'm talking about is 1988. I'm sure y'all were dying to know that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're talking 1988 today. I, I start all these episodes sounding like a weird car salesman for some reason. <laughs> we got your 1988. There's adventure game. We're going we're gonna to talk about the games in 1988 because it's, it's a year that qualifies as classic. <laughs> and you know there's a lot of classic going on in that year and and we've taken it an extra dimension we've actually well brought out games that were made this year we've done a little bit of ranking and we've done a little bit of you know ideas about the games that we've played so so we have a format we're gonna do a thing yeah uh, yeah you're uh you're, you're welcome you know we, we put <laughs> We put a solid 17 minutes into this episode for you guys, and I just I hope you know, you know how, how much that takes. It's it's um, it's a little, it's a little bit of effort. <laughs> <laughs> it's about right. So uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start this year off uh, pretty big here with a uh, a game that's important to me. So I, I could technically end with it, but I'm gonna start with it, and that's. King's Quest IV, and I'm going to say the reason that this game is important to me is because it was my very first adventure game outside of, uh, say, Donald Duck's Playground, which I know you can't really call it an adventure game, but it kind of had the format, a little go around, you click on things, you spend money. Anyways, yeah. and, I, and I, I played this whole game uh, all the way through. I never went on a trip to England, but I was also missing a couple of points, but it, it was just, it was so memorable. I mean, the first time I'm walking up towards the castle and the goons come and they grabbed me and I was taken away and all of a sudden I wasn't in control of the game. Uh, I thought uh, that was pretty mind blowing for me. I know you've played this game before, so I'm, I'm going to just run through my thoughts and then you can go ahead and tell me your thoughts uh, on this game. But that one really blew me away. I, the scary trees scared the crap out of me because they kill you, right? That was like super intense. Uh, you know, the whale versus the shark when you're off and swimming. Uh, I still rank it as my very, very favorite uh, King's Quest game. Yeah, I would I would rank four as, as my favorite as well. I played it recently too, so for the first time, like just just a couple of months ago. So I I, I think all the things I loved about it are probably different than yours because at thirty seven years old, it was hard to find the scary trees to be particularly stand out. You know that 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 had been a trope <laughs> I'd seen before at this point. <laughs> You know, sometimes I have a hard time differentiating between my initial impressions and memories of a game and how I feel about a game now, because you are correct. I have also played this game recently, and when I'm playing it, I remember how scary the trees were, but, like, I wasn't scared. 
Yeah, well, you know, what was genuinely scary as, as like a grown man who has a child that looks to him when he's scared to protect him, I was, I was, I was frightened by, by being in the dark with the troll, you know, when you, mm-hmm. when you fall down the, the chasm like 16 times before you get past it, that, that scene, <laughs> yes. it was, it was, it was literally wearing on my nerves. Like it was making me jumpy and like, you know, cause you're waiting for it the whole time. So yeah, as like a, as a, as a grown man, whose whose child thinks that he's, you know, safe in my arms, I, I was brought, mm-hmm. I was brought to actual fear playing playing king's quest 4 it was really scary mm-hmm. it is it just and it's also fast on the modern system like you can put on slow-mo you can turn it down it's still faster than it was when we originally played it so he's just like bam he's there and you're dead that's just it you don't even have time you're like oh i'll walk off the screen no you won't honey you're dead now yeah 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 you really think you'll be <laughs> you can be like within four steps of the side of the screen it's not it's not enough mm-hmm mm-hmm but no, it's a really good game. Like I'd managed to get to to all this time in in life and and doing this podcast and talking to other people and and Facebook groups and the whole deal and and somehow it was never spoiled. Like nobody had ever spoiled the part where that I'm about to spoil for everyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, skip ahead a, a few. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, this is this is about to be a very forgettable sentence. It won't ruin much for you, but like. Uh, what was the forgettable sentence? How ironic. What was I going to say? I didn't know it would be that forgettable. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm panicking because I really don't want to have to edit this. So I'm just, just going to say words until I remember it. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, no. That it turns into night. That, that's salvageable. Thank you, everyone, mm-hmm. for, for bearing with me for that. I had no idea that the game turns to night. So, like, when that happened, actually shortly after the, the scene with the troll where you make it outside of the, the cave and you get the thing near the snake and then, and then it turns to nighttime, it blew my mind. Like, that was so cool. I had no idea this game had, like, a, a creepy vibe to it. Like, King's Quest, mm-hmm. I, I played one through three in order, and it was just so... It was so sweet. You need like a root canal sort of sweet, like just too <laughs> too family friendly to a degree, just too vanilla. So I really wasn't expecting it to get really, really, you know, kind of dark and, and zombies and and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I didn't see it coming. No. And the next thing you know, there's like dead babies and graves and all sorts of just amazing yeah. ending the world. Potentially, that's a thing that happened shortly after. So. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a, a crying baby in cribs and, and ghostly cribs, ghost babies. Nobody likes ghost babies. It's very unsettling. And and Roberta's eyes, well, okay, the painting's eyes following you and your reflection in the mirror in the dark at nighttime, just like shivery. Yeah, yeah. I think so much of my shock was, was again, just how, how bubblegum waterfalls the first three games are. I mean, I guess that's that's kind of a, like objectively not true at all because you are like a child slave in the third one but it's a very bright color palette you know it's just (laughs) just i just wasn't expecting it to go quite as dark as it did Mm -hmm. yeah the day to night thing blew me blew me away i just i've brought it up before (laughs) bring it up again man it is just so cool and i i don't think i've ever played the game where i didn't accomplish what i needed to do before nighttime so i i'm not sure if it's like an automatic item triggered event or if it's a time driven event but it's never happened at the wrong time yeah i was just thinking about this last night about about timed events because of dagger vaman ra and and mm-hmm. 
and and coding the game that I'm working on? Like, how would they have coded timing events? And I, I came to the conclusion that it would be, as far as I know, which isn't much, impossible to to actually do like true timing, it, especially mm-hmm. in like you know AGI or SCI engine. So like it, it has to be has to be tr- like an Amon Ra was definitely triggered by events. Like when you got the thing or talked to the person, the clock would change. And I think with King's Quest Four, it was. Whatever you do with the snake, you know, when you walk across mm-hmm. the stones over the water, yeah. And, and yeah, whatever that I, the details elude me, but the, play when the you, uh, lute, just play the flute thing, and it, you know, you hypnotize it. Right, right, and then and then yeah. you walk back over the stones, and when mm-hmm. you get to the entrance of the cave, that's when it turns to night. So I think it does that mm-hmm. like no matter what, but maybe it doesn't do it if you're missing certain inventory items. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Or well, you weren't asking a question, but yes, that would be a good question to ask. <laughs> So I've taken the time to rank all the King's Quest games in order, even though they weren't all made in 1988. And then, okay, I was going to read you my ranking, and then Paul was going to read you his ranking, but it turns out we both pretty much agree on the ranking. So I'm just going to assume I know everything and read you our ranking Mm -hmm. as laid here. So number one, top spot, King's Quest Four. I already said it. It's a good game. I just kind of told you why. So I'm not going to go back and say it again. Uh, King's Quest VI, I've put that next over King's Quest V, pretty much on the toss of a coin. But King's Quest VI is number two because it's whimsical. There's plants that talk. Uh, It's great. Uh, King's Quest V is next because it was hand-painted. It's a beautiful game. It was kind of funny in its own right. Like, it, it didn't take itself too, too seriously. There's, like, talking bugs and... Anyways, it was a fun game. Uh, next, I'm going to pop King's Quest Eight in there. Yeah, I'm ranking it higher than anybody else in the world. What are you going to do about it? My podcast, it's <laughs> happening. And Paul doesn't even have to agree. He hasn't played this. I'm sticking it in there and assuming it's your opinion if you had played it, even though I know it wouldn't be. Uh, no reason. Moving on. Number five, I rank number three in there. Now, I'm sorry for the lovers of three. It is lower in my list because I didn't play it until later and I had to use a walkthrough. So anyways, there's number three. And next is number one because it was the very first King's Quest and I think it deserves to have a place not at the end of my list. And number two is after it simply because... It isn't number one, and I put number seven at the end because I didn't really like it very much. I'm sorry. So, that, anyways, that's my standings. Yeah, no, the, I agree with... I, I haven't played King's Quest Eight, but I, I kind of just disagree with its placement based on on, mm-hmm. on the general public's hype. I'm, I'm shocked it's that high, but, but you know, mm-hmm. I haven't played it, so I got to yield. You know, I'm going to... I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna play supportive team member and, and just just have your back on it. You know, it it it, it should be. Nobody else will. Nobody yeah. else will. So thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, having not played seven or eight, like omitting those two, my my list is exactly the same. And, and as we previously discussed, upon finding out our rankings were the same, is that we could both switch five and six, like literally the mm-hmm. flip of the coin, whichever, whichever one I was like looking at a picture of would probably get the nudge. Like the, mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I, I I didn't like six as much as I thought I would, but it's still mm-hmm. it's still good. It's still really good. It, it may be a little overhyped, but still good. Yeah, it kind of screwed me over time wise. I had some issues with the Nightingale. A couple of times I played, I felt like I got like blocked 
and I wasn't able to go any further even though I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do but I didn't do something in the right order of operations and even though like five was supposed to be tricky the desert and everything else I don't know I'm like I'm a little map drawer I draw little squares with lines connected and, and just kind of pay attention it, it was really logical and it was beautiful five blew me away because it was just so beautiful yeah, I like the environment, like the world or atmosphere, where all, all those words. I like that about mm -hmm. five, probably more than six. Like the, it just, mm -hmm. it had such an adventure-y kind of vibe about it. I really liked it. My my problem with five was the trying to knock on the door on the boat. That, that mm -hmm. took me like like mm -hmm. uh, like a, a half hour, like to mm -hmm. find uh, to find the hot spot. The sweet like it spot, was yeah. something was yeah something was kind of wonky about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, and even just talking about it, I'm flipping back and forth. But yeah, 6-6 six, six was more enjoyable in the fact that uh, it was whimsical. Yeah. It had a little bit, well, they're both whimsical. I keep coming back to that garden. I think the garden and that swamp and the weeping willow, scenes like that really make it stand out for me. Yeah, no, I, I, they are both whimsical, but it, it had like a, I don't know, it, it, it had a cool, uh, not, not, not Tim Burton, but like, Mm -hmm. I can't really put put my finger on exactly it, but like the the talking chess pieces, there was just something kind of mm -hmm. extra about six. It was kind of magical. Mm -hmm. um, all right, I get a question before we move on, because and also to to the listeners, there's there's not a lot of games from '88. Um, I mean, at least adventure wise, and like we'll we'll cover non-adventure ones probably maybe and I'll list some later. But like, there's there's not a lot of adventure games from 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 '88, so so we're we're just gonna you know take our time here with the the few that we got. So that being mm -hmm. said, I wanted to ask you, Anna, for for King's Quest Four, tell me your favorite and least favorite parts about it. Hmm. My favorite part is the conversion into night, the moment when the night changes and the stars pop up and everything gets a little bit more scary. That's definitely my favorite. Okay, same. And the art. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> and uh, my least favorite would be that stupid shark. Oh, okay, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was a pain, but I don't remember it being like, you know, particularly annoying. Well, it was, the computer was slow. It took a long time to swim across the screen on the uh, old computer. It also took a long time to reload when you had to save. So again, childhood memory, but you're almost all the way across the screen. The shark decides it's going to get you. There's nothing you can do. And then you have to load and do it all over again. That That's kind of all that that's all about, really. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I played it, you know, emulated or whatever, so I didn't have the speed thing. All right, well, I agree. Mm -hmm. Same favorite and then least favorite would be the... Uh, and it's kind of generic, but I guess the whale, because it, it was mm -hmm. th that weird diagonal climb. It's pretty hard the to get climb. down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one was a pain in the butt. I, I save scam scummed it like uh, the Casino on a Larry game. You know, every right. time you take a step and you don't fall, you save it right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, all you have to do is I, I break it down into patterns, right? Left, right, up, down, or the diagonals. And I found two diagonals were allowed to be used in this game and were very helpful. Oh, that is cool. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the, the mm -hmm. diagonal key, if you had it, you could use, which I don't think anybody mm -hmm. had. No, um, not then, but now. Yeah. And then quick quick nerdy facts. Uh, I don't really have many for the rest of the games, but for, for 4, there's... It's cool because it, it's the only Sierra game that has an AGI and an SCI version, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. We touched on that a little bit when Al Lowe was on the episode. Um, when we interviewed Al, he was talking about the development of the two. Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned that, you know, th there was an entirely separate team working on the AGI version, I, th I think parallel, like at the same time. 
Um, but this, so that's kind of cool. It's an AGI and SCI version. You could, you know, if, if you like want to replay it one day, maybe try the opposite of what you played before or don't, doesn't matter. And then mm-hmm. uh, there's also for the SCI version, there's two versions. There's the eight disc version. No, there's the eight disc version and the nine disc version. Which one do I have? I'm gonna. I'm as you're talking. I'm gonna be checking that. Yeah, take a look. Um, so, so the seven disc version. Sorry, the eight disc. The lesser disc version. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one with less discs is is the the last one made. The the most current version. Let's say because they they did um, they did this thing where they they would use the same they would use the same uh, room sprite the same piece of art. And they would just overlap the nighttime scene onto it to save disk space. So they, they basically would, would put a filter over the day sky to make it a night sky. Um, and then with, with the nine disk version, the one prior to that, um, there was just you know, entirely different rooms for each one. So yeah, it's kind of cool. There's, there's like little subtle differences in the art. I think it's easiest to tell when you're looking at, say, the, the outside of the ogre's house and the witch's cave the skull cave mm-hmm. like the, that's mm-hmm. those are the screenshots you can really see the difference in the art um but yeah so that, that, that's kind of neat there's there's technically three different pc versions alone of that game see i'm uh, i have the nine disc version for those interested oh cool see i i think i think that's the one that's a little a little harder to find i could be wrong but I feel like that one took a little longer, at least for me to find. And then the AGI is probably the hardest one to find because they, yeah, that they be. quickly realized when they offered that, you know, being being kind to, to people who might not have updated software in time, I think they mm-hmm. quickly realized that they did, really didn't need to because the AGI version didn't sell very well. No, but, you know, go get it be just for the Easter eggs, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's yeah. probably the one with the, the Batman leaving the yeah. cave thing and stuff before they got busted and had to take it out. And the beam me up Scotty's in there where you, you float up and you go up into the ceiling and you get to meet all the developers and designers and they do the Roberta rap. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. What, uh, what, what do you want to cover next for 88? Oh, well, Hey, if, uh, if we're going with me, I'm going to, I'm going to hit some leisure suit Larry too, because now, I don't think I played Leisure Suit Larry 2 in 88 or 89. I probably hit it a little closer to like 90, 91, something in there. But uh, yeah, it, it was great. You know what? This game, it started you off with a dating show pretty much. And then like the beach scenes in it are absolutely gorgeous. The like, I remember when you get the uh, haircut at the barbershop or the not the haircut, the opposite of a haircut. And then you see Larry close up and I'm like, that can't be what he looks like. I remember thinking like he looked kind of <laughs> funny in, in that game because like in number one, you could only see him and he was just pixels. Right. So I had like a certain, I don't know, an imagination of what he looks like. And there's all these close ups in the second one. And I'm like, Oh man, he's just like some old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it, that's always a weird thing. Right. When you, when you like have a, when you've decided on what a character looks like and then it gets adapted to, you know, like a book to a film and you see the people playing and I'm like, yeah, it's not right at all. Yeah, it's not. Sometimes I'll do that and I'll be like, I can't even watch it. They look too different. And then I'll come back to it like a year later. I'm like, okay, now I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm over it. It's fine. <laughs> it's the first time you see it for what it isn't and then the second time you see it for what it is. That's a right. bit of wisdom you yeah. can take home with you there. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we, I'm going to actually cut that out and put it on Patreon because you should have to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the ranking system. So, the, you know, the crazy tropical marriage. Spoiler, like, it was kind of a fun game. It had a lot going on. Like, because it was the first time Al kind of had to go off and create his own game because the first one was already written for him. He was like, handed the plot. Here it is. Make a game out of it. And now he's like, uh. okay. Now I got to make a game. So this one's like Al's game. And so I, I think it's pretty cool for that reason. It didn't rank at the top of my ranking list, but it is a definitely a good game. Yeah, that's a great point. I never thought of that because, he, yeah, he, I guess the first one would have just largely been based off of soft porn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and yes, this would be his first one. I mean, not his first game, of course, and, and of course he worked on King's Quest Four, and, well, he, he touched just about every game floating around Sierra in 1988. He was right up all in there at that yeah. time. Yeah, especially Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, too. Gotta love the Donald Duck's playground. And all the other Disney games he did, too, and, yeah, busy guy. Yeah, I, I played Donald Duck's uh, for a little bit before we interviewed him all, all that time ago, and... And again, for for a grown a grown man in in, in his uh, late thirties, I, I spent a shocking amount of time playing it. Like I, I really actually had a, quite a good time with that game. It was pretty fun. Well, <laughs> it gives gu- you a, guilty. It's got everything, right? You you. I mean, I know it's not an eighty-eight game, but anyways, I mean, like you get to go out, you get to earn money, you get to go to the store, and you get to buy stuff to upgrade your swanky playground. And like, what what a great closed loop kind of a game. It has yeah. everything, really. Yeah, exactly. Those are the kind of games that make me turn me into that back in my day kind of guy. Well, back in my day, mm-hmm. games had values, you know, really yeah, taught kids exactly. morals. <laughs> it's true. That is one of those. And it's like, but it's Disney. It's like the opposite of morals. But you're like, no, no, <laughs> not back then. We didn't see that stuff at all. <laughs> yeah, there, there was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I took the time to to rank the Larry games too, and in my Larry ranking, I placed number two at number. three. I'm sorry, I couldn't give it a better spot, but I, I had to place number one at number one because in this series it was the first one. It was the first one I played, and it was the first time I got to experience what a lover is and a prostitute and whiskey <laughs> and all sorts of things that I really needed to know at the tender young age I was when I played it. That very <laughs> so. one's like the, 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 the shitty uncle you never had. You know? <laughs> he <laughs> totally <introduce> is. <laughs> I'm like, Uncle Larry, man, I've been waiting for you. I cannot sit on your lap. No, sorry. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, anyways, I got one at number one. I got three at number two because, I mean, if three is a great game all the way through. I love the fact that you can play with Larry, you can play as Patty. And then at the end, it's like super mind blowing because they break the fourth wall. And essentially, it could have been the end of the series. And, and Rosella jumps in and... It's amazing, but yeah, yeah. so I, I rank three next. I rank two next. Great game. That's fine. I rank seven next. Uh, I think Al Lowe ranked it as his first, but I did enjoy seven. It was a fun cartoon. Uh, then he got six because six was fun too. It was fine. And then I ranked five last because I still don't fully like five, so it would be last. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I Well, I, in my rankings, again, I haven't played, um, I haven't played six. So it's, mm-hmm. which is weird uh just you know because I've, I've played i've played seven and five and, and such but but that, that said it doesn't matter omitting six i've got number three uh in the top spot i, I think that's that's just mm-hmm. it's just it's pretty close to a perfect game i i, I love beautiful 
It yeah, could have knocked one out. I said I, I kept one because of the OG aspect thing for yeah. me. And and I, you can see in my ranking system, I've generally put in number one spot the one I played first. Right. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah. That's that, that's it's it's like a you know to to almost honor it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've got three three first, um, and then uh, then I've got number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've got uh, number. Sorry, I, I I can't find my list, but you know what? It, it came. It started in my head, so I can I can I can. We'll get through it's this. Still I'm in sorry. there. You can do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> making this just real painful for everybody. I'm sorry. Okay, so three is first, and then one is second, uh, and then two is third, and then mm-hmm. seven is four, uh, mm-hmm. and then and then five is is last, and I'm. I haven't played six, but but I can I can just already say that six is ahead of five. I, I, yeah, I, I had no Five's fun playing not, that game. Neither five made me mad. At a, I've said it before because it wasn't four, and B, because it was point and click, and C, because it was like I don't know Ultima Nine or something. It's just like, oh, uh, what is a penis? I'm just like, okay, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I know what a penis is. Let me just play the game. Okay. <laughs> And another another reason Larry Three is number one because you, you get to see Larry's penis and that was just yeah. a treat, you know. I, I really I just, enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah, I was confident I was a straight man until that game, and now I just don't. That's know. true. Can't and get it water views, head. you know, the shower stuff, and yeah, there's just cool stuff. It's a good game. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, honorable nerdy mention: there's a point and click adaptation of Leisure Suit Larry Two at Adventure Game Studio. Um, at AGS, which would be adventuregamestudio.co.uk, and check it out. It's it's really really bloody faithful. Oh, just just this month, uh, there was an adaptation of King's Quest Four made in AGS yes. as well, which is an mm-hmm. you know uh, point and click adaptation of that as well. So if you don't like uh, text parsers, which I respect, um, then then Leisure Suit Larry Two and King's Quest Four both have um, very very well done, mm-hmm. faithful reproduction blah 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 point and click versions go check it out or don't yeah very very pretty and well updated and all that and free so all of those words are words that would convince you they convinced me yeah no i like them Mm -hmm. (laughs) those are are some fine words you said thank you so (laughs) i think that's it i think we're we're pretty good on leisure suit larry too i i only have do you have any last words on larry too uh no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Neither did his wife at the beginning. So okay. <laughs> nice. So we're gonna go on to another two, which is Police Quest Two, which again a fantastic game that uh, that just popped up and and surprised me. I, one of the one of the things I really liked about uh, this game was just for one it was just so pretty. It was it was a beautiful game. The colors were great. Yeah. Now I'm not talking about any Japanese versions of any Police Quest games or anything mm. like that. I'm just talking about Police Quest Two. <laughs> <And, laughs> I'll cover uh, that. Don't worry. That's it. Yeah. No, I'm sure you will. But uh, I I kind of missed doing the driving in two. I was really good at doing it in one. And now you're just like hanging out with Keith and going off in the car and telling them what to do. So so there's that. Uh, Jesse Bain's saga continuing was pretty cool. I mean, the ending with Marie was pretty amazing. Uh, I liked the Leisure Suit Larry Easter egg reference Easter egg. 
up in the airport. I mean, there's lots of things that kind of stick in my head. Uh, Keith, Keith at the end, he's like, I think I'm going to quit smoking. And then you're like, yeah, I don't really believe him, but I'm just going to go along with it for the story. So <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> this is a funny game. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he lacks the resolve. I don't know. That, that's of all the, of all the loose ends with Sierra. That's, that's the one I would like tied up the most. Did, did Keith mm -hmm. ever quit smoking? <laughs> yeah, I, d I don't see it at all. But yeah, it was fun. You know what? In that game, you got to run the computers. You got to go search through the filing cabinet. You got to learn more about the codes. Uh, I was really freaking good at getting my gun sighted in that game. Oh, yeah. I was mm -hmm. not. No, that one was it. And then it was, remember, there was like the plane hijacking later and it was like super racist. And yeah, no, that was fun. Yeah, well, it's funny because I mean that that the, the heroics involved in that just just greatly overshadow anything else you did in the game, and and it gets very little <laughs> attention. Like you 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 saved a good a good you know nine hundred lives that day, minimal. I know, and you're and like it, a silver commendation, a silver comment. I swear to yeah. you, I swear to you, this is at least a gold, if not a platinum or a diamond yeah. commendation. <laughs> what the hell is with this silver? <laughs> <laughs> and just just keith is just just so comfortable in his own skin that that he he just he just fucks off and and does doesn't help you there either like he's just nope he's he's very true to you himself this, you know buddy. what you're gonna get yeah yeah he believes in you which you gotta give him that 100 percent confidence it feels good yeah <laughs> But yeah, it's amazing. It's just it gets a passing mention in the game, basically. Like, oh, you know, you, you stop it. But but hey, you know, that petty drug criminal Jesse Baines. You that's that's the that's the stuff right there. You stopped him. That's we're proud of you for that. The plane thing was just a weird yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Good job. It was like a little quick side story. You're like, and who knows what that plane would have crashed into, and, and you know, so many horrible things because they're like, oh yeah yeah we're good just uh take us give us a quick plane ride to whatever destination and you guys are all going to be safe right i think that's yeah. how they approached it and he's just like you ain't taking nobody nowhere and he just like <laughs> took him out right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really like the, the so badass too yeah it was yeah <laughs> yeah sonny could handle his own he's he's, he's pretty shockingly competent considering we were the ones controlling him <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but that, that game just for like six minutes i wanted to be a cop because of that game because they they they, mm -hmm. the, the, they they did such a great job of making you feel like it like like the the two examples mm -hmm. to back that up would be the the diving sequence like the the mm -hmm. the eerie music when you're under the water and and then you, you find the dead body in the water and and then the like I don't know, there's the whole thing with like the diving team pulling up and suiting up to go into the water and then pulling the corpse out of the water was just uh, I don't know that really stuck with me as a kid, for better or worse. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, I'm just terrified of water. I'm not sure if that's related, but um, <laughs> I just I don't like water. I can't see my my feet in because you don't know what's gonna come get you. But I also don't like water. You can see your feet in because you can see what's gonna get you, uh, but you mm -hmm. can't really do anything about it because you know they they. They got fins and stuff, and you don't. So it's right. It's kind of their territory. Anyway, that's anyway. why you only take showers and not baths. No, totally makes sense. Yeah, no. As a kid, I refused to do bubble baths because I was, you know, yeah. I thought like a shark like, would come up the drain. What the fuck is or, under there? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Physics aren't a big deal to children, so it really freaked me out. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, and then the other one was when you go to the motel and, and you know, you got to kind of go through procedure and, and they break down the door and just like, you know, I, I'm, the, the music was, was so intense. And, and this is this is the birth of the MT32 era too, right? The, the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. King's Quest IV being the, the first to do it, but but all these these Sierra games in the in the uh, SCI Zero kind of era had had the the super trippy. Uh, but yeah, trippy is not the right word. It doesn't matter. Super good MT32 music that really added to mm-hmm. the the suspense of Police Quest. Um, Authentic musical, like fit with the game. It would like bring you into the game more. I didn't have a role into MT32, so this is my adult opinion. But it really did it. It made the game that much more real, which is silly, right? I'm talking about a pixelated game, but it really does add another dimension to it. It does, yeah. It's, especially again, that yeah, that game makes it just so much more intense. Where you're like, yeah, this, you know, this is just a stupid pixelated game, but I'm kind of a little freaked out in the water right now about this corpse because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's it's gross. But um, <laughs> and the the opening theme is amazing. But I, I, it's it's one of it's it's maybe my favorite theme it i don't know nowadays i'd say the space quest 3 uh opening theme with the mt32 is probably probably my favorite ever but but police quest 2 would be a really close second but like i kind of ruined it for myself because i made that theme the ringtone to to uh to one of my exes because she was oh, always no. buddy she was always <laughs> was always coming to get me you know it was always yeah. like you know I'm gonna be get prepared. yelled at yeah exactly <laughs> she's gonna yell at me i hate it um yeah and and so yeah now now when I hear it it kind of triggers that same little heart feeling of like oh shit and then it's like oh wait this is you know this is the game not my phone doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, just don't do what I did people don't don't put a beloved theme to to an ex's ringtone because it'll it'll ruin it it would and I mean you don't know if they're ever don't do it don't make it as a loved one's theme tone either because they might become an ex is the point. yeah that's the tricky part. Yeah, <laughs> it is right. You're like you're not an ex, so I can assign a ringtone to you. This is a great idea. Yeah, it's like a trick question kind of thing, you know. Just, just don't do. It. And, and honestly, if you're that kind of person, don't, don't get tattoos. I was gonna say that was like totally late. <laughs> that was exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> just you know, one logically follows the other, really. And yeah. don't don't use a tattoo as a replacement. Like I'm not gonna get a ringtone of her, so now I'm gonna tattoo her name on me or him. Don't yeah. do that. Exactly. And 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 I'm I'm not judging because because I, I, you know, I did the ringtone thing, which is related to the tattoos, which which goes to say that I I have a Day of the Dead horse on my neck. Um, mm-hmm. Location's fine because of my profession and stuff. It's all good. But but the point is is that I didn't really want a horse on my neck. I just had to cover something else up. So just <laughs> passion take it from does me, kids. <laughs> <laughs> crazy things. Yeah, just just stop with the ringtones and tattoos, or you might have a weird horse on your neck. All right, and that's, a that's, game you can't play. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good Easter egg. Somehow in a game, there's like oh, but there's a horse on the guy's neck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, who would do that in real life? Nobody, right? <laughs> It's, it's something I would I would totally do in my game, but but we're doing low resolution, so it would just be you know one black <laughs> pixel on the neck. It wouldn't. <laughs> Is that a barcode? What I don't know. Yeah, doesn't work. But yeah, so apparently, okay, I have I have other adventure games. I'm I haven't taken notes on these other ones. I'm gonna give a nod here because uh, definite uh, props to uh, Gold Rush. 
which came out in 1988 because yeah. uh, okay it's a beautiful box it's a beautiful game there's beautiful books inside the game box teaching you about california gold is the game that is educational and it doesn't have a problem letting you know that uh, i've got so much to say okay hold on hold on <laughs> um, <laughs> so wait, real quick real quick let's let's rank police quest real quick Okay, oh, wait, oh, totally. Okay, I'm going to rank Police Quest. I'm going to do it nice and easy. Police Quest 1, 1. Police Quest 2, 2. Police Quest 3, 3. Police Quest Squat, a different series. Done. Easy. Done. Wow, wow, that was super efficient. Okay, okay, mine's going to be more convoluted than that. Okay, ready? <laughs> 1, Police Quest 2, Japanese. Hands down, it's, it's <laughs> just the greatest thing that's ever happened. And and honestly, like, like I, I've done a few good things in my life, and, and right, right above having my son, I would say, would be... Wait, right below. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip of the tongue oh, there. <laughs> yeah, please don't grow up and listen to these. Oh, my God. Right, 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 right around that would be tell, making Ken Williams himself aware of its existence. That, that's that's mm-hmm. something I'm just going to take to the grave with me. That, that mm-hmm. it, When we interviewed him, bloody go listen to it. Or don't. I mean, it's, we get no money for this. It doesn't matter. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really it's just care. It's up to you, man. You, you're missing yeah. out if you don't, though. I mean, yeah, it was good stuff. I say though. that because I made it. You know, look at my exactly. picture I drew. <laughs> and, and a quick side note: our, our patrons, we really, really do appreciate you. And you guys cover almost all the fees it costs to do the show. But but I am yeah. being truthful that we don't actually make money. We just we just <laughs> only lose a little thanks to you guys, and and, and that's, <laughs> that's sincere. Thank you. But anyway, yeah, telling Ken Williams about that was was one of the highlights of my life, and. um and then, and then, so number two, so that's number one is the Japanese one. Number two is Police Quest One because I'm probably obsessed with adventure games because of Police Quest One. A- mm-hmm. And then Police Quest Two is is three, and Police Quest Three is at four. And you know, I swats, I, I I have no opinion on it. It's no, it's, it kind did, of I never. Me out. It was really hard. It didn't have any characters I knew, and it was like a police procedural. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm sorry, but. It was it was just a different series to me. It was the SWAT series that yeah. sort of like branched off of the Police Quest series. Yeah, totally. Oh, you know, we're we're totally both of us are forgetting uh, uh, open season. Oh yeah, well that's okay. I'll I'll keep forgetting it. Yeah, yeah, it was done by that terrible person. So it's fine. I did. I, I played it. I got it. I didn't know who Carol Gates was or any of that other stuff, and. I didn't know any of the background. I knew it was controversial, so I was super excited to play it because I wanted to see how gritty and, you know, all that other stuff it was. But I also didn't get very far in it, even though I was anticipating it to be fun. I will say, if you haven't played it, don't. Mm. Play, Blue, <laughs> play Blue Force instead by Jim Wallace. Cause that's, Which I it, still it, haven't played. You know that, right? I, and it's, never, it, I never honestly, even knew it existed till I met you. It's just totally fine. Like it's it's not great. Like there's there's mm-hmm. more games you probably should play first anyway. But but it, it mm-hmm. is. I think it was Tsunami. It wasn't. It was after Jim Wall's yeah. left Sierra. But it's it's more. I think it's like more of like a spiritual police quest for than than open season. Because again, it's a Jim Wall's cop game, and it's fine. It's 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 it, it's fine. We'll just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, back to back to Gold Rush. The the yeah, greatest. This is the, where we're at. The 96th greatest game of all time. (laughs) That list is authentic. Yes, where you can can go to Brazil and and you can start off in Brooklyn and you can choose your expeditions and it's not an easy game. But to me, out of all of the 
quest games, the ending is the most satisfying. Not that I need to reveal exactly what happens, but it's pretty simply, it's what you were going for. And then you accomplish it and it happens and it feels good and more. Yeah, there may or may not be gold involved with the (laughs) ending. (laughs) You wouldn't imagine that that would be... But so, okay, you have lots to say. S- say your thing. I-, I think I'm supposed to put you on a time limit when we talk about this game. So uh, I'm going to okay. mentally think about what the time limit is, but I'm not going to tell you. Go. Well, back in 1991, I was just a wee <laughs> little lad and <laughs> uh, in, in walked my father through the door. It was a blustery winter day. Now, I, I, I've, I guess I've, I've said most of the things. It's just, it's a beautiful game and it's so fun and there's three different routes you could do. So if you've played it and you're like, I played it, it's fine. Bloody, go play it again. Do do one of the other routes. You'll surely like it more. That's <laughs> not true. Yes. If if you don't like it, you're not gonna like it. But but I I love it. I think it's an amazing game. Uh, the donkey is just the worst person, <laughs> but but he's fun. Um, he's free spirit. You know, we're just a bloody. You, you know, you can't. He's untethered or, or something. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of F three when you're mining for gold. That that's kind of always. That's kind Repeat of a bummer. That. Yeah. Don't don't step on the grass. No, uh, never. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that's it. That, let's let's save some mystery. You know, but but go play it. But that's that's the most important thing because I think it's it's one of those Sierra games, just adventure games in general. But but specifically like for the the, the Sierra group that, that that love all the Sierra games, like a few games get kind of like overlooked that are amazing. And I think Gold Rush and like Longbow and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. certain titles like that are just like amazing games and they, they don't get mentioned uh, as much as I would like, I mm-hmm. guess. I, I mean, that might not be true either. I don't know. I'm, I, 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 I'm making this bloody game so much. I haven't been on the internet in like a year. So I don't know what people are saying, but, but you know, no, it doesn't matter. No one's just talking about more. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> say it more. Talk about it more. No, it's good. And Gold Rush is pretty. The main thing you just need to keep in mind is don't take your time and lollygag in the beginning. You know, get your shit done and move along because you're literally losing money all the time and you have like 12 minutes to sort your shit out. So. Yeah. Just get it all together. Put it in a bag and yeah. <laughs> get on your way. <laughs> Other than that, great game. Brilliant. I'm, I'm going to move. Right along also to Manhunter, because I'm not going to talk about it very long, but Manhunter New York, I have my original big box here. It is, again, a beautiful, creepy, wonderful game uh, done by Dave and Barry Murray, as well as their sister, Dee Dee Murray. And uh, they did the Ancient Art of War series. So that's the Ancient Art of War and the Ancient Art of War at Sea, which I've done a podcast episode on because I think they're lovely games. Uh, Manhunter is a lovely game that I didn't finish. It has no mouse support. You're kind of like an orb following them around. Uh, I got as far as uh, doing like the knife game where you put the knife in between the guy's hand. I think there was something to do with darts and trying not to kill people or something a little earlier than that. But I never finished it. I still want to finish it. It's on my list of games to finish. Uh, You know, there are 250 scenes in this game. Like I just, I want to see every single one of those. Yeah, I, I I feel shame for for not having finished it. Like I, I watched I watched my dad play it and maybe finish it when I was like seven or eight. Um, yeah. But the, you know that that doesn't count for much. I, I it's a really cool game in that it's in, in that I I mean I haven't played it and I shouldn't even say that <laughs> I have no right to. <laughs> but like I I love the idea of the game because it's 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 it kind of gives me a vibe that it's a bit ahead of its time. Like there's some weird mm-hmm. kind of cyberpunky aspects of it with like digital 
intestines and like just weird dark mm-hmm. things going on and and cultish things and it's it's um yeah it's it's not it's not a very you know it's it's not a family friendly kind of game <laughs> in a Mm-mm. good way no no exactly which is why as a kid i i should have liked it more i don't you know what i think happened is by the time i got manhunter i had other games that i was playing like i think if i'd have gotten manhunter early kind of like i did uh king's quest 4 i would have put more time thought and effort into it right right yeah that's yeah my by the time my dad brought it home it was probably like three or four years later and so i was like already getting into different games yeah i don't know i blame time but sometimes I feel like I just wasn't smart enough to figure out the game, the timing. Well, it's very big of you. You know, it's, <laughs> you're really, it's really having a real self-aware moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have too many of those sometimes. You know, it's like, is it worse now that I can see what my problems are, but I still can't fix them? It's like, maybe I just don't want to know what they are. You know, this is like, not good. <laughs> yeah, I know. The older I get, the more of like a red pill kind of person I feel like becoming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, outside of that, there was some other great games uh, that came out. So before we touch on these things called non-adventure games, do you have any other adventure games that you want to bring up first? I do. I do. Um, And and this this is uh, LucasArts. We've got a LucasArts Mm. game to cover, which is Zach McCracken. And and I, you know, I apologize to listeners because I know there's a ton of LucasArts fans and, and, and to the point where, you know, a lot of LucasArts fans just don't even like Sierra, so we probably shouldn't have made you sit through, like, all the Sierra ones before getting to, to Lucas. That's on me. I'm sorry, because this, this one I've played and Anna hasn't, so it was up to me. I, I bloody, I dropped the ball back there, man. I'm real sorry. But we got Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders, which I really like. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It, it's I know it's, it's kind of regarded as maybe the lesser of, of maybe all the LucasArts games, maybe next to... Next to or around the dig, uh, which I also happen to really, really like. Um, hmm. But Zach McCracken is a really fun game, and I played it with a walkthrough, um, which is maybe possibly why I like it so much, because I, hmm. from what I understand, it's pretty infuriating as far as difficulty is concerned. And I do remember there were times where I was reading the walkthrough and just kind of on autopilot, like, yeah, this is... Like, like you just want to do the thing it's telling you to do before you f- even forget what the answer. Like, you're being told the answer, and it's hard to even remember the answer. That's how complicated it mm-hmm. got at, at points. But um, yeah. But I thought it was really fun. It's a really cool idea where, like, you work for, like, one of those rag mag kind of things where it's, like, uh, like you know, Inquirer or mm-hmm. uh, the Bloody Sun. Am I right? A little political yeah. humor? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was just the worst. Um, but yeah, you work for one of those, you know, Bat Boy was born last night kind of magazines and, and, and things, you know, get a little, little out of control or you mm-hmm. end up in, in a space traveling van and, and, um, and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's got a cool kind of globe trotting vibe where like you go, um, you know, you go to, to the airport and fly to different locations and, uh, you know, that's another thing LucasArts always did really, really good, especially in like, you know, Fate of Atlantis or even Last Crusade when you get that, that just that cool globe trotty adventure feeling from it. And and like Fate of Atlantis, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think I am. 
that you could control or decide where you went in like what order, you know, it wasn't linear. So you really just felt like, oh, I'm going to the airport. I wonder where I'll go today. And so that, you know, there was something kind of cool about that for me, um, aspect wise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a really cool game. Um, I'll just say that, that there's, there's an EGA and a VGA version of it. Um, and then there's also a really, really well done remake of it also on AGS. There's a, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's I, I, it's hard to say because I mean there is a VGA version, but the remake on the remake on AGS is is like it looks like if the game was made in like '94. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's just beautiful, like just amazing, mm-hmm. gorgeous graphics. Um, but at the same time, like I'm glad I played the VGA version because it, it has more of that Maniac Mansion sort of vibe to it, um, which right. is you know it's just charming and just just more colorful the pinks and cayennes and stuff like that. So yeah, anyway, a bunch of options with Zach McCracken, but I think it's a really good game. I liked it. Yeah. I, uh, so having not played it, I've always been fond of the cover art. I know uh, Steve Purcell did it and I'm a big fan of his, obviously oh, cool. he did like Sam and Max. He did the comics and the cartoons and everything. So he put together a fun front cover for the big box on that. If I was to actually be able to afford a LucasArts big box, which I'm not, you know, <laughs> that would be a fun one to have just for the art, you know? Yeah, honestly, this I think is the most expensive one too, of, yeah, of all the. Yeah, it's a really hard one. Yeah, really, I got lucky and got it in like 2013 before everything got like crazy Ooh. price wise. So yeah, I think. Lucky. I got it for a bloody tank of gas, you know. Mm. Yeah, the only Lucas Art games I have that are actually in the big box is Maniac Mansion in the hard big box and Maniac Mansion in the lust big box, and I have no others. That's a good one to have. That one's crazy expensive too nowadays, probably. Yeah, both super random. One just I've had since I was a kid, and the lust box is just like somebody at a store going, "Hey, I got this box with no game in it. You want it? Since it doesn't have the game in it." And I'm like, "Yes." And then I like read the back of it, and I'm like, "Am I reading the word lust right now? Am I reading the word lust right now? Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised. Um, and so, to listeners too, my my child is not being like murdered or anything. He's he's fine. He's he's just an animated little fellow. I thought he was just barking like a dog. So yeah, might have been. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. That Sometimes other people can understand your kids better than you. You know. Yeah, no, you think <laughs> it was. That, that, that's that means it's time for you to put feed in his bowl. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. You do have to feed them at least twice a day. I've heard so. Yeah, which is yeah. bullshit, but it's true. Um, <laughs> so, okay, Zach McCracken, yes. Yeah, Zach McCracken. Mm-hmm. Buddy, go check it out. It's on GOG, probably. And then yeah. to, to wrap up to wrap up adventure games, I'll, I'll just quickly kind of mention these, and, and we can move to, to non-adventures and, and wrap this thing up. But we've got Neuromancer, which is mm-hmm. uh, kind of weird because it's like an adventure game... Um, that it, it's it's on it, it's not a console game is what I'm trying to say but it looks like one like it's mm-hmm. it's got that vibe of like like when adventure games made it to console like it's it just has a even the soundtrack is very like 16-bit kind of sounding like it's just got a heavy console vibe at least to me um, mm-hmm. and and that's from watching about 16 seconds of playthrough on YouTube <laughs> so for what it's worth <laughs> this is authentic. But yeah, it just it just looks like a, it looks like an adventure game made for made for um what not Genesis. What do, what do they call it? No, Genesis. Yeah, that's that's, that's Yeah, Genesis. That's, Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um and but it but it was, you know, it was it was a DOS Apple uh, Commodore Apple Amiga 
saying computer names at you game. So mm-hmm. check it out, maybe. If you do, let us let us know what you think, because you know I I I care. <laughs> I think <laughs> is that sincere? I don't know. That sounded uh, really sincere. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, oh, I hit totally. the tone I was looking for. Great, yeah. fantastic. All right, so bloody. There's a game called Snatcher, and I don't mm. know anything about it, but it's a thing. If you played it, you might have just said to yourself out loud, oh, I played that, and I heard mm. you. <laughs> we, we respect uh, the fact that you played it, and actually look forward to you telling us about why we should, so yes. please do. And I really respect the fact that you muttered out loud, oh, I played that, like knowing that we couldn't hear you. I, I mm-hmm. think that's awesome, um, and I do that to you. And then... The last one I want to cover is Deja Vu 2. It's another game I just love the idea of, you know? I I, mm-hmm. I, I want to say I've played it, but I haven't. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. I'm done. I love the idea that you might have potentially played it as well. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But you didn't. But I love the idea that, you know, you could. Yeah, there, like, there's a timeline that exists somewhere where the Paul in that one totally just played, played the dog shit out of it. He loved it. Yeah, totally, totally. So, yes, okay, so that's out of adventure. I'm going to – now, here's what I did. I took a giant list of, like, the thousand non-adventure games that happen in this year. Hello, mates. Um, so this is, this is bloody embarrassing, but we – I lost the audio for the rest of um, the show. So, I know it might seem like some sort of sabotage on my behalf because we were just getting to the non-adventure game part, but the 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 joke's on me because now I gotta list it, you know, by myself. Which is, you know, let's just let's just get through this. It's take your we gotta take our vitamins. So so here we go. Um, we we had we had Super Mario Brothers three. That's we all played that game. It's that's a that's a great game. It really is. So let me drop, drop the, the the snide attitude. It's unbefitting or whatever. It's it's a good game, right? You you could be Tanuki, Tanuk. You, you, you were you were a raccoon and you could you could fall slowly. So that was that was fun. There, there's also uh, another one. I, I'm actually I, actually I like a few of these. We got we got Mega Man Two, which was the the best Mega Man. That was I, I love that game. I spent I spent time playing it for sure because you, you had the the you had Wood Guy and Bubble Man and it was the the villains in that game. It was just a, a great time and uh, I miss I miss Anna. We really could use her right now, all of us, to 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 to, to get through this. Um, we had Splatterhouse. That was a great game. I really liked that. Um, uh, played that on the the Neo Geo. Was it? Hmm. Maybe. Let's just go with maybe. But anyway, great game. Just just super violent. A lot of fun. Um, there was also Contra, which uh, Anna said when we recorded this originally, because we, we had a we had a whole conversation. You 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 should have been there. It was it was a fun time. She she really liked that game. Uh I do not, but that's fine. Oh, Anna also said that that uh she liked that and Golden Axe. Which, which I played Golden Axe is fine. I don't think that was the same year, so let's just let's just keep going. Contra, uh, I think a lot of you probably love that game because most people do. So that's you know that happened this year. Um, yeah, Mega Man Two, Mario Brothers Three. Yep, Mega Man Two. I just said that. Splatterhouse, Contra. Oh, California Games. That's right. 
and and Anna and I both really liked that one. Anna said something along she might have played it with her dad or something. She had a nice memory. It was a great story. Just gonna have to trust me on that. So yeah, um let's just let's stop there. <laughs> uh because yeah, honestly, I think those were the really the ones we talked about when when we had recorded it together. Uh I'm I'm rushing this out. The 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 show goes goes live in a few hours. I'm just finishing up editing and I realize that for some reason the the end of the thing is gone. So I'm just I'm just gonna say these words and, and we I I did so good stuff. Great job. Thank you all for listening. That was that was a uh, that was a show. Now I'm gonna say some things at you because that's what I usually do. And last night we had like this cheeky little back and forth about how I was gonna say so. You know what? I can't I can't recreate that. It was just lightning in a bottle. <laughs> it was banter. I don't have the the other the other half here with me to, to to bounce off of. So let's just let's just do this thing. Come join the discussion in the community. We're a page. We're a group on Facebook. Come say hello to us. Um, join our lovely community if you're not already. It's it's a bloody good time. Um, we're on Instagram at CGG Podcast. We're on Twitter at CGG Podcast. Um, come say hello. Do us a tweet. Do us a, a, a gram ing. Leave us a gram. Insta face. Okay, send us an email. Mail at classicgamersguild.com. We really like getting emails, so so send us one if you want to. Um, we got an email from somebody, and I'm so sorry. I don't. I can't remember the name. You know what? But for the next show, I am going to look it. I, I'm going to look it up and and shout it out proper next week. Uh, which means that probably this time next week, I'll, I'll have to pause the recording to actually look it up and, and then edit that whole bit out and, and paste it in like like nothing was skipped. But, but we got a, an email um, requesting that we cover the Tex Murphy series, which I think is a great idea. Anna and I have both played and absolutely adore Under a Killing Moon. I love that game. I know Anna does too. Um, so we were kind of thinking at minimum, perhaps we could do an episode just on Under a Killing Moon. Um, but we were kind of chatting like if we have time and we can kind of squeeze it in we're, we're also playing uh, um, we have homework we're both playing games for episodes we're getting kind of ready for for the october halloween scary game thing um but if uh, if we can find time to play more tex murphy games we kind of would like to do that so we could cover more than just under a killing moon um like i'd like to play like pandora directive or um possibly mean streets um she was talking about maybe playing martian random so yeah anyway thank you for that email I, i'm gonna shout that name out next episode um and we were gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna get on top of that but anyway uh send us an email mail classic gamers um huge thank you to all of our patreons really appreciate and love you guys um if you want to if you want to become a patreon go to patreon.com slash classic gamers guild and and you know throw throw a dollar at us if you want to it, it doesn't matter you don't have to um but if you do really appreciate it definitely helps helps us out a lot and a extra special thanks to those in our extra special thanks tier uh which probably needs to be reworded <laughs> but but regardless to those in our extra special thanks tier that would be una and gus Jay Holmes and Mark Fillion. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much. As always, please check out Mark Fillion's game, Chinatown Detective Agency. Uh, it's a bloody gorgeous, brilliant game. Uh, we did an interview with him. If you want to check that out, it's in the catalog. Um, we, did, we did two two episodes with him, actually. One just on Chinatown and another one on Carmen San Diego. Uh, he's such a lovely fellow. Hi, Mark. Um, but please go check out his game. Download it. Uh, download the demo, wishlist it, all that good stuff. Um, I think I'm almost done saying stuff at you. So, 
uh oh check out uh, check out our game the phantom fellows uh if you you know if you want to wishlist it download the demo all that all that fun stuff we just recently finished a, a linux port for it so um for the the statistically speaking half of one of you that is on linux that's listening right now good news it's bloody on that so yeah check that out say hello to me on twitter at phantom fellows if you want to um and that's it that's 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 the show so this has been 1988 it was uh, it was a good time i hope you guys enjoyed it and you know be safe out there that didn't feel right don't do murder Yeah, it's in 19, 1988. Uh, it's, it's a good year. It's a, a, a good year. So what dies? All right, we've, we've got a, we got a hey, third host hey. here. It's, oh, come on. Can, can, I got to take that over because other kids, other people's kids aren't cute to other people. You know, it's like <laughs> that that's cute to me. But all right, hold on. Sorry.